Yo, guys, what's up? It's TE5 Pharaoh, a.k.a. Coleco, bringing episode 43 of the TE5 Life. And in this episode, I interview my former high school football coach, Matt Beam, uh, who's now turned entrepreneur and owns his own business called Beam Boys Bargain, which is a wholesale liquidation company where they sell furniture and, and uh, just goodies, all type of different stuff. Uh, at a discount rate, uh, and it's located in Lincolnton, North Carolina. So if you're local to the Charlotte area, uh, search him on Facebook, check him out. He's always got great deals going on. Uh, but this was a great episode, guys. I haven't really spoke to this man pretty uh, in, in a deep fashion like this interview was in probably eight or nine years since I graduated high school back in 2010 when he was my coach. Uh, and, and he's got a lot of great insight. He provides a ton of value for young kids, young high school players, and you know, obviously people that are uh, trying to, you know, have that work-life balance, you know, know when it's time to, you know, get more with your family versus, you know, and, and dealing with your passion, know, know, knowing how to balance that. Uh, so I think you guys will get a lot of value out of this episode uh, as he shares his story. And uh, we have a lot of good talk as well. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to let me know what you think. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the TE5Life, or you can search us on Facebook as well. Uh, any any content, anybody you'd like to see or you'd like for uh, us to talk about or whatever the case may be, let us know. I'm always looking for your feedback, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, guys. Welcome to a new episode of the TE5Life. And on this episode, I'm really excited to have my former high school football coach, a man I really respect, Matt Beam here. I also call him Coach Beam, and you'll probably hear me just call him Coach. It's what I'm used to uh, calling him. I'm sure he, he'd prefer me to call him that anyways, right, Coach? That'll be fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, guys, he is the owner of Beam Boys Bargains, which is in Lincolnton, North Carolina. It's a wholesale liquidation company. Uh, he's also a very, very experienced and a very legit high school football coach, former high school football coach. Maybe he'll come back to do it at some point, but we're going to get into that in this episode today. Uh, coach, why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, for our audience, just uh, introduce yourself, you know, let us know uh, who you are and uh, give everybody a little insight. All right. Thanks, Coleco. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, this is kind of new for me, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I am I guess you'd say Coach Matt Beam. I don't think the coach tag ever gets away from me, even though I've kind of nope. stopped coaching since last year. But um, I, I currently live in Cherville, North Carolina. Um, I am married to Ashley, former Ashley Lawing, and um, we've been married almost going on 15 years. Uh, I have three kids, Jackson, who is 13, Davis, who is 10, and Emma, who is 8. They're all, as you can expect, very active. Um, Jackson, um, football, basketball, baseball, and he also wrestles. He's a very, very, very good wrestler. Um, Davis is, plays all three sports uh, and just does fantastic. Plays at Kings Mountain Elite on their elite team, um, and he is the quarterback. So we, he he has a lot of stuff on him. And then Emma travels all over the place, cheerleading and dancing. So. It's been a nonstop roller coaster for me as a parent, um, and and so that was part of my reason for the coaching deal, and and why I had to kind of either decide was I going to be a good father or was I going to be a great coach, and I just chose the father oh. thing for right now, and so that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now, Coleco. Uh, well, you actually already answered a question we were going to get into a little bit later, but uh, okay. that's that's cool, man. Um, so, you know, there's so much stuff we can talk about 
to be quite frank. I mean, you, you've done so much. I, I mean, I've experienced so much with you. But, you know, we're going to start with, you know, I want I want people listening, especially the people that don't know who you are, my audience uh, specifically. Okay. I know your people obviously know everything about you. But, um, sure. you know, let's start with football in general. I want to kind of start from the early days, you know, you, you know, leading up okay. to coaching and kind of we'll go through that chronological phase that, you know, to where you are today. Um, sure. So my first question to you is like, when did you really start, uh, I guess, figuring that you had a real passion for football, I guess, you know, early playing it or whatever. And like, how did, what were the events that led up to you? Like deciding I wanted to be a coach. Well, I guess you'd say the first thing Coleco, and as you know, you, uh, you know, my dad very well. My dad is a, uh, West beam is a, he's a coaching legend and playing legend from where we are in Lincolnton. And, uh, and, I, I guess it was just kind of ingrained in me. We, we, we all played football, my, my two brothers and myself and um, my dad coached for 44 years. This is the first year that he's been out of coaching. He kind of went out when I went out. And um, so at an early age, you know, we watched him, we watched him coach and, and be do very good things and be very successful. Um, I, I, when I went off to school, you know, I loved football and I would come back to help them during my school time. Um, and, and I love coaching, but, but I'd been around some really good people. Um, I accepted a job in, in 2000 at Quail Hollow middle school in Charlotte. And I went down there saying I was going to stay there for, for half a year and come back and go to the high school, one of my, my old high school and coach. And, that was kind of my plan. Well, I ended up staying there. I met Ashley there. Uh, we ended up getting married. Um, but I, but I had the, I was coaching at the middle school at the time, and and the high school coach across the street come over and said, "Hey, Matt, his name's Greg Ganfield, and and he Greg really took me under his wing and and was just real good to me for a whole year, like, and I just got to listen to him and kind of get a different perspective. I don't think you can ever." Like, football is a game, like, there's so many ways to score and stop people and stuff like that. Like, a lot of people's ways are not wrong, but just people just have preferences of how they want to do things. Yeah. And so I got to listen to per, a perspective from Coach Ganfield, and he was just awesome for me. And so a job opened up back at back, my high school split. And a job came available back at my high school. And I was just an assistant coach on the varsity team at South Mech High School in 2004. Well, a job came open at North Lincoln High School. And my old receivers coach was the athletic director at this school at North Lincoln High School. And mm-hmm. they, had been in, they had been in existence for like three years. And they had had some problems and whatnot. And uh, he called me and he said, I want you to apply for this job. And I was like, listen, I'm 25 years old. Like, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to apply for a head coaching job. And he's like, just come talk to him. And I was like, all right. And so I go down there and talk. And my dad was coaching at the, the rival high school at the time, at West Lincoln High School. And they called me also because they had a job. And so I go and interview at both of them. And I accepted the North Lincoln job and about, about five minutes later to the, t- to the minute, West Lincoln calls me and offers me the job. And so I end up going to North Lincoln. It was a great decision. Uh, I had some really good players there. Um, we had been very, very successful there. 
Um, my 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 final year, we won ten games there and went to the third round of the playoffs. And um, that was the first time in history Northern Lincoln had won a playoff game, and we won two of them that year. Um, and and so that just kind of got me started. And uh, I, I was I had no intentions, Glico, of of looking for another job. And Gary Blake called me from Burns and said, "Hey, your name keeps." Popping up as the one no, I need to call. We're gonna get uh, into that. We're gonna get into that. Okay. Uh, okay. But let's 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 hold up for before we before we move to the next step. Um, All right. You know what was it like facing your dad? Did you uh, did you yeah, actually I, face him? Like, no, 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 oh, no, no. He, oh. no, 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 no. I I never coached against him. He he was as soon as as soon as I took the job at North, he came with me to. Oh, I got he you. came with me to North, so I never faced him. Um, we did coach against my brother when I was at East Lincoln during my college days when, uh, right when I got out of school and doing my student teaching, I was the receivers coach at East Lincoln and we did play against my brother, which was kind of crazy, but, um, but no, 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 I never coached against dad. Yeah. I know you that you say, I know old legends always been with you, right? No doubt. No doubt. So, and he's just fantastic. So, you know, your, your time and your tenure at North Lincoln, if you had to pick, what was your biggest, I guess, you know, your biggest takeaway from that experience? It was a learning experience. I mean, you know, I, I think what people need to learn now, if I can teach anybody anything, is you, you cannot have immediate gratification. That's the problem with young kids now, Coleco, is they want immediate gratification. Like, they feel like if they work for 10 minutes that they're going to get, you know, uh, just tremendous amounts of, of – Praise. And, the only thing, praise, yeah. yeah. And if I – it was a work in progress. I'll never forget the first day we walked off the practice field at, at North Lincoln, and my dad come to me and said, I don't know what you have got us into. I mean, because we were – we looked awful. Like, we were slow. We couldn't move. And, um, and you know my training program. Oh, yeah. Once we, once we put our training program in there, it, it just – it changed them, like – not immediately, but it changed them very fast and um, and allowed us to, to win a bunch of games there. But I, I think just – I think if I could take one thing away from my experience in North Lincoln is you do not have to have the most talented human beings in the world. As long as those kids played hard for you, you could be very successful. Yeah. Um, I like and, that. I like that. Yeah, yeah and it's total, that's totally the truth. Like – I, I see people, you know, having very talented teams. And I've had talented teams that were not as successful as other teams because they just didn't mesh or they're, you know, they they weren't cohesive. But if you can get a group of kids believing and playing together, then you, you can do some things that, you, you know, that amaze people. Yep. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. I think the gratification thing is definitely a big issue. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Big issue. So they, you know, they, kids need, they need an influence, man. They need, they need, they need leadership, man. When, which in a lot of cases, you know, you know, you, you know how the yeah. home life is for a lot of these kids, man. Well, they don't have a father figure. They don't, you know, they don't have that, um, that, that dude to, to really show them the way. Yeah. But I, I think that's the most stressful part. It wasn't the coaching or or anything that was required of me. Like none of that bothered, none of that phased me. It was the um, it was the pressure 
of being their fathers. It was yeah. a, it was the pressure of being so so needed that I wasn't able to be a father to my three. Yeah. Um, you know, but and 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 I caught myself many times putting my three behind players' lives and and the things that players needed to to you know to function and, mm-hmm. and to to be successful and and it just if you do that for so long it at some point something's got to give yeah, i i understand I mean, even though i obviously didn't experience it but i i've i've heard sure. some stories and stuff man but i i get yeah. that um so north lincoln you left there let's now let's get into how'd you how, why'd you leave north lincoln you came to burns what was that transition like well, uh, the the transition was really, really good because I had an absolutely awesome principal. There is nobody better than Gary Blake. Yeah, he is uh, awesome. Yeah, he is. He is just the most supportive. I still talk to Mr. Blake. I consider him like he was my boss for for three or four years, but but he, um, I consider him a close friend. Uh, if I called him and needed him, he would do anything. And so I knew that he was. You know, when I went to Burns, they were one in ten the year before I got there and, and it was a rough season. You were there. It was a rough season. Oh, you don't want to get me started. Yeah, dude. I, I understand that. Yeah. But, um, but I went in there and, you know, Cleveland County football is, is one of the top three in North Carolina. Um, and I'm, I really wanted to experience that. I, I wanted to go and play Kings Mountain and Shelby and Crest and, and, and be in battles with them, those guys. And, and so I I knew that it was an opportunity that I just couldn't pass up. And Mr. Blake was Mr. Blake was adamant that I was coming there. Like he, it, I never really felt like that I was getting interviewed. It was like, here's what I'm going to do for you, and this is why you're going to take this job. And he was selling you, man. Oh, that there, there was no I I. I I don't really remember interviewing that much, but I remember him bringing me down here to Cherville. It's kind of funny because that's where I live now. He brought me down here to Cherville away from everybody because it was kind of a crazy situation I was going into. And he said, you're going, you're going to take this job and, and I'm going to support you and get you anything that you need, get the coaches you need, whatever you need, but we're going to go win football games. And he was, that's what happened. And he was, he was absolutely 100% adamant that we were going to be successful. He wanted the football program to be successful and, he knew that I could do that. I guess he saw it in me before. I mean, we won a bunch of games at North Lincoln, but still you're going, you're taking over a program that had, had traditionally been a good place, uh, but had fallen on a little bit of hard times and had won one game the previous year. Um, and I knew that we could go in there and win some games. I didn't know that I, I, I didn't know that we go in there and win as many games as we did. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think, I think he, uh, Gary Blake sensed that, that swagger of yours, man. I think that's, that's all it needed is that gut yeah. instinct, you know? Well, um, people, you know, people, people dislike me sometimes, Coleco, because of that. But that's really like, if people knew me, like, it, I, I don't do anything. Like, if, if you know me and you're close to me, like, people that really know me and know how I am, a lot of that is just, that type of confidence to so that my kids will be confident, you know? 
Yeah. And and that's all it is. I, I mean, I don't act like that a lot of times in you know out in public or anything. You know me, Coleco, and and but but now I will take up for my kids, and I believe in my kids, and I want them to be confident. If they don't feel confident in their sales, how do they? How are you expecting to go beat people like Shelby and Chris? You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can be your first to test, man. I I struggled to adjust to you when I when you know me and you first met, and I started the. You know, just just from you know all the past coaches I had, you were the you know the the most out there. Let's just put it that way. That's right. Uh, in that sense, but you know, obviously, over the the course of the time we spent together, you know, I really understood like how great you were, at what you did, and and even to this day, like you you are by far the best football coach I've ever had and I've ever witnessed in person. Well, I appreciate you know, it. And, and, you know, that training program, like you said before, to me, that's your X factor above think, all else. That's, think, that's it. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the big deal. And, and I, I still do, you know, um, you know, I'm going to do a speed camp tonight, which you and I talked about that off air. But um, the, I think the how we lift and how we train, Yep. And, and, and the demands on that, and you know how it is, like you either did it or you, you know, whatever, but you had to, you had to get it done. And, and it was different than what you had done in the past. Like, um, I think when I went to Burns, Burns was more of a big country kid, strong upper body, you know, you know, what it, you know it was, so terrible. It was yeah, terrible, but it wasn't, but there was no power flexion. There was no, Nope. There was no speed production. There was no explosion. And so when we started incorporating that – We were saw, still deadlifting, man. We were deadlifting. Yeah. When, but when you when you see that, I mean, when you – you know, when you started to see, wait a minute, these power cleans and these front squats and these rear squats, like that's why we're getting so fast and explosive. And, you know, when those big kids bought into it, you know, when you have people – People, you know, like Tank and 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 Trayvon and London and Petty and those kids that are big kids that are able to do that stuff. Then you can't block them, and that's that's then that's how you get to dominate people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I only wish I, I could have. You know, what you would have came a little bit sooner. I know, senior I, year, I, man. Well, I, you know, I, I say that. I, I'm to be honest with you, there. Your group, your group could have been a lot better. Uh, your junior year would have been a much better, um, you know. Uh, and and but once, but you stuck around, you know. You remember we started out zero and five at Burns, and everybody's like, "What in the world is this guy doing?" Yeah. And then and then every I had to get rid of some people, and I think that's what you have to do sometimes is, you know, eliminate, you know, addition by subtraction in that situation where you, you know. It doesn't take many kids, Coleco, and as you grow older and you're seeing this, it does not take many kids to totally ruin a program or ruin or be a cancer to a program. And and I don't mean that disrespectfully because some of those kids I had to get rid of, um, I still talk to today. Like and they know that, hey, if you're not doing the right thing, then then you can't be part of this program and everybody has to be on one accord. And, you know, after those first five games, then, you know, you take those five games away and, and somebody tell, you know, somebody told me a couple months ago that says, hey, do you know you're 51 and six over the last 57 games? And I really didn't. Um, you know, I just, I didn't even think about it, but 
you know, that's a that's a great run when you're playing Cleveland County teams and Gaston County teams and, you know, people like that. All right. So you're with your time at Burns, same, the same question I asked you with North Lincoln, what was your biggest takeaway? Your time at Burns. Uh, my takeaway at Burns yep. was how much of a family that that school really was. And, and there's so many different types of people at Burns High School, um, you, you, you know, um, but, but the kids, my time at Burns, like, I didn't leave Burns upset or anything like that. Like, I miss that place daily. Um, and I have tons of friends at Burns. Um, they call me all the time and ask me when I'm coming back to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked about that. I mean, I have had – I've had just, just I have nothing but positive memories of Burns High School, and not just necessarily the football. Like I've met lifelong friends at Burns that I'll keep for the rest of my life. Um, that that are just good quality people, and you know, a lot of times you don't, you know, some places you don't get that. Like, uh, you, you just some some places you 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 just. You go to, and it's just a school. But Burns was really home for me. I really, like, I will always love Burns. So, why'd you leave? Um, I know this sounds terrible and kind of just, like, I don't mean this to be arrogant, but, like, once you do something and, like, you know, we win a bunch of games, we win, you know, we win 10 straight games, four, at least 10 straight, 10 games, four straight years. Um, we go to the fourth round twice, the third round three times. Um, it just almost become like, I wanted to do something else. Like it was time for somebody else to take control of Burns and let me go somewhere else and get that program started in the right direction. I think that's kind of what it was. Is that what motivates you most? Being able to take something from, from terrible and and turn it into Everywhere I go, if you notice, I, I like to go places where people are like, "Oh, you cannot win there," and I'm like, "Let me show you." Or 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 go to a place that have been struggling and and turn them around and fix them. Um, but I think I get, I think I get gratification from that. I, I don't, you know. Um, of course, my goal is to win a state championship, and I still want to do that one day. That elusive uh, state title. Yeah. Yep. We've knocked on the door on it, um, but. But, like, I don't know if that necessarily motivates me the most. You love the process. You love the process more. I do. I like the work. Yeah. I like the work. I like to see kids get better. I love to send kids to college and and know that, you know, and and I've had so many people call me and say, Coach, you know, thank you. I would have never made it. I mean, I can tell you 10 at Burns right now that went off to college that would probably not have been successful if, if we had not work so hard they work so hard you know to make themselves good football players so you know I thought maybe at one time like winning a state championship would totally like totally just validate me but but if I won one I'd want to win another one so I don't think that's what drives me I think what drives me is to watching kids get better and watch them grow and and be able to to be really good players like like I like to think that I can take somebody that's just average and make them a really good football player. Well, I think that's what makes you great, man. 
Well, I appreciate it. It's about the process. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to that truly. So before we leave the Burns era, um, what I, and I just, I have to ask this cause I've never really asked you these questions personally about me, but okay. what was your, what was your first thoughts when you first saw me? Uh, evaluated me or whatever the case is. What was your first thought? Like an eyeball test? Like yeah, eyeball yeah, test? What, yeah, whichever, or talking to me or whatever. I mean, I guess, what was your first uh, gut, I guess, about how I would be or whatever? I, I thought you I thought you looked like a player. I thought you looked – I thought you looked um, at and the eyeball test to be a really physical player. Um, and I think you had to um, – you know, I think you had the Coleco kind of get on board with me, mm-hmm. and and you really turned yourself into a really good football player. Like I think you thought you were a good football player, um, you know, by years before. And I might be wrong. I mean, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm very honest. I think you thought you were a good football player, and then when you started working and listening, you and, and you got more physical. I think you got more physical as the year went on. With I think maybe some confidence. I think, I think, I think that was what was missing in a lot of those kids at, at Burns at the time was just confidence of hey I can go out here and do this. I don't, you know I, I I can I can make plays, and you turned yourself into a really good football player. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yep. To me, to me though, like yeah, I mean I always knew I I had skills, but like. The I guess to me it, it was the power and just my my physical feeling yeah. you know what I'm saying and like to me yeah. that's what really set me over the edge because you know like before you came in that whole was when I had that uh, I you know I was out with my hip surgery you know that yeah, junior year that. and you know yep. I basically was like a madman in the weight room before you even met me at least for my upper body yep. so we had to develop yep. more but um but yeah man I felt I mean that that was the best playing weight feeling, I guess, you know, I, felt, oh, I was yeah. fast, man. I mean, that you were to me, that was, that was the X factor for me. You know, I was yeah. really Coleco. If people work, like it doesn't take long to really like, you can change it. If somebody really, if somebody, I can take somebody right now, if they'd come and they'd be totally open and let me train them the way they need to be trained. I can get them faster and more explosive in four months. And you've seen that. You know that. Four to five months. I can – I mean, now it wouldn't be reach your maximum potential, but four or five months you can really change somebody. All right. One more question about me, and then we're going to move on because it's saying about me. Okay. um, What is one thing you wish – you could change about, I guess my, like with me or something that you might have saw something that, you know, you didn't think was a good thing. What would be one thing you could have changed or you wish you could have changed about me? If there was, I came in in January and I think it took you to about August or September to really truly listen to me. And, and if I wish you would have listened in January and I, you know, there was still some, you know, I went into a really rough situation, Coleco. I mean, you didn't. I was ready to leave, out. dude. I was like, literally, yeah. they. I was about to go to crash, dude. Like, I was That's... very close to it when you before you yeah. came in. Well, and I can understand. I mean, that season before was miserable. I know it was. Yeah. Um, and there, there just had too much stuff going on. You just can't have that much stuff going on, and expect it. 
to be successful. You have to be able to focus and think and, and work. And so, you know, and I, I wish, you know, I wish you're, I wish you'd have been one year younger to where we could have got to work the whole year. And then you could have been with, uh, with Jonah and Whitworth and them. You think if our class and we, me and me and them, of course, Jonah, I talked to John, I played ball with him today all the time, basketball, but you know, we yeah. talk about this and yeah. joke around, but do you think if, you know, our class, like my class and their class, we all would have been together like that could have got us over the hump. Like we all would have matured at the same time to, to, you know, go to the state championship and win it. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say you couldn't have, yeah. um, but now there was some really talented individuals in that group um, that needed to, you know, like, like Jonah was a, a really, really good player. Jonah's a great player. He's a shrine bowl player, but he could have been even better. You know, he could have been even better. He could have been absolutely unstoppable. Um, Whitworth could have been absolutely unstoppable, but, 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 you know, you had Joe Ross who was raw, who never got to play it before I got there. He, he was a great player. Blake Presley moved in. He was a great player. Uh, you know, uh, the, I mean, there was just so many, there was just so many players there um, that, you know, that group was really good. I mean, you know, it was good group. All right. <clears throat> and I guess I, I'm going to jump to this. I was going to save this question for later. I want to I jump into this because I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um out of all the teams you've coached, and we're even talking, you know, Newton Conover as well, even though we haven't got into that part yet. Um, yeah. What team who, – who would you say the team that you have was the most talented team, like, ever through your entire career? Uh, ever has yep. to be – Ever. Oh. I, because – Little John and Ramsey are so talented, they they would have to be right there at the forefront, Coleco. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, with Ramsey and Little John, and you had London Richardson went on to play at Western Carolina. Tank still playing at Tuskegee. Um, you had the Marion Petty on that. It went to Ball State. Uh, I mean, you you just had you had Josh Ramsor playing at Gardner Webb. Aaron Ramsor was young on that team. He's at East Carolina. I mean, like. Like that team was really, really talented. But the most talented team that I had was my last year at Newton Conover. Really? A, and 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 that team was the most talented. They had a quarterback that was freakishly talented. Uh, four receivers. See, Little John didn't have receivers that were ultra talented. They just had kids that played hard and could make plays. Like Melvin made plays. Elijah Brown made plays. Vince Hardy made plays. Um, but now if you're taking them and you put them out there and you race and, and you look how high they can jump and how fast they run, like, they're not ultra talented. Um, but that last group at Newton, when I had Shamar Baker, Miles Baker, uh, um, Tyler Stenson, um, Kion McLean, all, all of them boys there, Jaheim Mullen, I mean, those kids there were super, super talented. Um, and, and they won nine games. And I'll be honest with you, you know, we lost, we, we lost a game to, we lost a game to High Brighton on, on the 
with like thirty uh, some seconds left on a reverse, and Highbright went on to win the state championship. We totally dominated the game the whole time. My running back gets hurt at halftime. Uh, then we get beat by Maiden on the last play of the game, um, and I had to suspend or get rid of my running back that the week before that. Uh, and then we got we drew Shelby in the playoffs. We turned in a nine and one record and drew Shelby in the playoffs and got beat by Shelby. Um, that team probably had enough talent if everybody was there and and I didn't have to suspend anybody was probably as talented as any team I've ever had. So do you think that team could have beat Little John and and Ramsey the, at their height? I'll this, never this. I'll never bet against Little John and Ramsey. There you go. There you go. I mean, when it when it comes down to it, there, I, never Coleco have I ever coached a kid um, that played like Darius Ramsey. And I've I've had a bunch of good kids, and I've had a bunch of great players, but Darius Ramsey, the the epitome of of Darius Ramsey is. He was hurt the week before. We go into the Freedom game his senior year. Freedom's really good. I think they were undefeated. Like, we were ranked number one, and they were two or or three or four, something like that. And he was hurt the week before. I couldn't play him. He limped around all week. That game, I handed it to him 40, 41 times, I think it was what I handed it to him. He had like 180-some yards. Um, he scored two or three times. He had uh, – he had 11 or 12 tackles. He blocked two extra points, and one of them was to block it to win the game. Uh, I, that's that's yeah, the I know, man. You know what? I know. I mean, <laughs> like, like they can say what they want to. Like, I know that, like, Burns has had great players, and Tony Scott's a great player, and Scotty's a great player, and Derek Chambers is a great player, and, you know, Lance is a great player. Darius Ramsey is in that talk. With you know, well, I, mean, I do want to say this, Cody. Everyone, everyone was, like, even myself, we all talked about, like, if you would have had Lance, like, if you would have had Lance, how nasty that possibly could have been. And, and the only, if you, you watched and seen him or studied anything, mm. like, how good he was, man. Lance, Lance comes to me and we talk Ooh. about that. Uh, we talked about that, that before. That would have been Lance, nasty. Listen. Lance has the utmost respect for Coach Green, and I have the utmost respect for Coach Green. I have nothing. I, 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 Coach Green is a great man, a great coach, but I would love to let Lance run oh around. Oh my God, he ran over. Plays with Lance. It wasn't like like yeah. I know Little John would run, but I mean Lance was like a running back who could who could sling that rock too. But yeah, yeah was, was, Little Little John never ran it unless he had to, and and Brandon will tell you, Brandon wants to throw it. But now that game against Shelby, when when they're hammering Ramsey, and then all of a sudden we come out in the second half and and we start calling Little John's uh, quarterback counter, and that's when he scored three times. You know, Little John didn't ever run it unless he had to run it. But now he had the innate ability to run it. You know what I mean? He had the innate ability yeah. to yeah. make plays. You know. Yeah. Hey, and let, can we cut it right here so I can go to speed? Yeah, down? yeah, for sure. Guys, uh, we're going to take a quick yeah. break here and uh, acknowledge our sponsors here, and uh, we'll be right back. Right. Scott then going through Coach's tenure at North Lincoln and Burns, and now we're getting ready for this transition to his uh, phase at Newton Conover. Uh, so, Coach, I wanted you to just explain uh, that transition process, leaving Burns, go, getting into Newton Conover, 
Uh, you know, what was that you know, the early days like getting there? You know, maybe some of the struggles you had just trying to, uh, you know, get that program uh, turned around. Yeah, I, I, I kind of went into a, the Newton Conover uh, job with the same mindset of, as when I went into the Burns head coaching job is I knew that there were talented players there that we just had to kind of reach out to Coleco, you understand, and, and um, get them stronger and, and have them believe in their uh, – when I went to Newton in, in 13, um, they were 2-9 and nine the previous season had had a lot of problems in the locker rooms and different things such as that. But uh, we, we were able to, we were able to get it going pretty quick, to be honest with you, you know, kind of different than when I went to Burns, you know, and we started out 0 and 5 there at Newton. I think we started out, if I'm not mistaken, like 6 and 0 or something, the first six games. And uh, we had a few injuries and some things happened to us that kind of hurt us. But that, that group of seniors there was were was a really talented group. I think we ended up sending like twelve of those kids to some college to play yeah. football uh, out of that group. And so so it was a really it was a really good group um, that that I enjoyed coaching. Um, that really good kids, and so uh, you know that that was my that was the early struggles at Newton. Newton, Newton and Burns are. Similar in some ways, similar, uh, Burns more of a, a family atmosphere. Uh, Newton is was not that way for me. I, I, I'm I'm not gonna say anything bad about any place or anything like that, but it just wasn't. I, I don't, you know, we we won a lot of games there, but it, it was it was just it just wasn't the right place for my family. Yeah, well. I could just imagine the drive, man. What a you had a you had a quite a drive every day. Well, right? that that was a lot of it, to be Good honest gracious. with you. It wasn't necessarily yeah. just Newton. It it was it was leaving Cherville every morning early and getting home to Cherville every evening very late. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a forty six or so minute um, drive every day. And for some people, that's that's fine, and and that's not horrible for me. It, it allowed me to to think a little bit. But the more I drove that, the more I was like, "What am I doing this for?" You know, I was, it was just more time away from my family, and I just I was like, yeah, "I don't know if this is worth it or not." Yeah, no, I got you, man. Well, you know, I came up and I watched yeah. a few games. Um, you know, obviously, I was up there with uh, Brandon a couple times. Good old bug and. Um, sure. man, I remember Absolutely. the one year, there was one year you had, um, I think, I think there was another, wasn't it Josh Ramsore or was another a big wide receiver dude, yep. him and some other kid. And I, yep. just, I was obsessed. I was like, dude, this, I mean, these are massive receiver dudes and y'all were just, you know, throwing the ball up and down the field. Like it was nothing. Yeah, that was, um, those two receivers, one of them was Jalen Connor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Yep. When when I went to Newton, when I went to Newton, he was a junior. He was only a basketball player, and I kind of handed to him. I wanted him to play a little bit. Well, he ended up coming out and playing, and just did a really really good job for us. Uh, ended up getting a scholarship to go play football at Tusculum. Kind of kind of burnt out on it at Tusculum a little bit, and then went back to UNCC. Going to get his education. Very proud of him. Josh Ramsor. 
took a full ride to Elon to play receiver and did really well at Elon, graduated, but had another year of eligibility left. And so now he has left to go back to LR. Oh, interesting. uh, Kind of going back home. to, And so he has one more season left at LR. His dad is their coach now, Michael, who I respect tremendously. But, but those guys were those guys worked really hard and and just they were fun to coach. I enjoyed coaching them guys. Yeah, well, they were they were awesome players. You know, I I was thinking of something too, yeah. talking about college football and everything. And you know, when my, going kind of going back to myself when I left, you know, when I graduated and uh, my you know my first year at Methodist, I, I will never forget like hearing you know you telling me how like you're gonna hate college football at the beginning like you're it's gonna suck um you know it's not gonna be anything like this and and you know of course you know the the initial me is like yeah yeah you, you know what i'm saying like yeah i was just kind of like okay but man did i yep. learn that real fast man like it was it was yep. it was bad i was like dang coach was right he was so right well, college, college football is a job. High school football is something that you play for the community, for the school, for the love. Yeah. College football, if you're a college football player, you have to be totally invested yeah. and, and be willing to, to give up yourself um, to play. And, and that's just – and I tell – when we send kids to school, I tell them, hey, this is a job. This is your job. They're sending you to school. They're paying for school. You know, you got to go out there. You you have a duty to that team yep. and 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 to that school, and it and it's never. I don't think there's anything quite like high school. No, football. Uh, there never will just, be. With, never. With, no. Nothing. With 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 how with how much you know the bragging rights and the and the rivalries and the, and the love and the and the compassion that people. I just don't think there's ever anything like high school football. Yeah, I mean, I just remember, man, like playing at Methodist. They're really, you know, obviously, T, you know, and TJ was with us with me too. But you know, that really sure. ruined. It really started to. Well, for one, it was it was a terrible program, man. Like just everything from their training to the coaching and staff. It was a terrible program, and I just remember we had a game against North Carolina Wesleyan. I mean, we we went out to the country, like the most countryest place I've probably ever been to. Yeah, had about forty five people in the stands, and the coaches are just sitting there like, "Yeah, man, get hyped, this and that, man." I'm just, I'm like, you serious, like. This to me, this is this is nothing, man. Like it just it, yeah. it just wasn't exciting at all to me, you know. And then I tra- I transferred to LR, and you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I came and visited you a little bit there uh, before that, yeah. and got to LR, and you know, they had me, you know, they let me on and everything, and you know, I was on the the practice squad or whatever, but they yeah, they wouldn't give me no reps at all, man. The first couple weeks, and I was really just getting fed up. Um, like I didn't even get a chance, like not even one rep to, you know, get on. I was just being a dummy fullback or whatever. So I, I ended up just getting, yeah. getting fed up with it. I was like, you know, I got more, I got new, new, uh, ambitions and, and stuff that, you know, I know, you know, I know I'm not going to the, you know, to the NFL or nothing like crazy like that. So, you know, I'm going to yeah. give up ball and just focus on me. And that's what I did, man. So. 
That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to get your education. Yeah, yeah. Well, the sad thing is, coach, is that education I'm not even using today. So that's the thing. I know it. I know it. And a lot of kids, a lot of that's kids that's that. a huge message I'm trying to get across to kids. If I if there's something that I could give to young high schoolers or your, your any young players out there, it's talking about college and getting real, real serious about like what we're doing nowadays. Because there's just, I mean, there's. I don't know, like to me, there's certain professions, you know, like you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer or something like that. That's that's a little different. But, you know, to go into massive debt for like, you know, getting an MBA or trying to learn a, a specific trade or skill, I just to me is is hit is, is insanely ridiculous. And like, I really want to try to help these kids understand like there's other ways to go about this that are not going to kill you financially because you know everybody's trying to live their parents dream right now because everyone's you know because that's the thing you know like for me and i know a lot of other kids like everybody was drilled hey you're nothing if you don't get a degree like you're never going to be successful you're not going to get enough no job or nothing like you know and that's it college is the only route that's just so not true and you know, I'm paying the price for it now, you know, but luckily, like, I learned so much. I know so much about, you know, real estate and all this other stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I'm real passionate about. I really want to try to, you know, express to, to kids because it's, it's ridiculous, man, what college is costing nowadays. There are certainly, certainly, certainly other avenues to um, go out and make a living who are who are contractors or or who are electricians or who are plumbers or welders and they're living better than i am uh and and we're i'm in a house where my wife has a, a degree from carolina and i have a degree from appalachian like you know which is nothing well that's the the route we chose but there are so many other people that have went out to trade school or or have jumped right into a trade and you know, and and are very very yep, very absolutely. Successful. So, but anyway, so coach, yep. you know, you you quit football. You decided, and you addressed this at the beginning of the episode. You know, you want to be a family man. You want to be there for your kids. It's highly respectable, understood. There, um, you, you've done many sure. many years of coaching. Um, so Bean Boys, I mean, when did all that come about? What was the idea? I mean, where did the idea come from? I well, guess? how did that start? And just kind of well, walk us through since I know that's what you're doing today. So, yeah, well, well, I've always had like a side hustle where we, where, where we do, um, you know, cards and memorabilia sales. You know, we'll, we we get autographs all over the country. I've been to seven Super Bowls. We go to Pro Bowls, uh, All Star games, Major League All Star games. You know, to where we get all where we do autographs and stuff, and we turn those around and sell them. And uh, I've always I've always been you know we did that with my kids. We have a good time with that. Um, and that was more of a hobby, as I would say, than a money maker for us. We probably spent more money than we made, but. One morning, I just woke up and told Ashley. I said, uh, "I said I'm quitting today." And she said, "You know, I've always told her I'm when I'm ready to quit, I'm gonna quit. And I'm not dealing." With and she thought I was kidding. And uh, I'm riding home. I'm riding to school, and I've all had it all set in my mind that I'm quitting. And I go 
my AD was happened to be standing in the parking lot beside him where I parked, and I said, "Come on, we got to go talk to the, the uh, my principal." And he said, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I'm quitting today." And he's like, well, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I'm just I, I'm not mad, but I'm just tired. You know, I'm not. You know, I just don't want to do it anymore. It's just and and I'm going to be one of these people that I'm not going to give anybody." Um, and so when I knew that I hired that I didn't want to do it anymore, it was time to leave. And so I went into my principal that day, um, and said, I'm, I'm resigning. And he said, he didn't believe me, uh, at first, but then he knew how serious I was. And I was like, there's no amount of money. There's nothing that could make me stay. There's, there's nothing that you can do. I mean, he, my principal at, at Newton was a great guy. He's, he's one of my close friends. I just told Mr. Penley, it's just, um, it's just time to do something else. And, yeah. um, and, and I'd been talking to a little bit and I found a warehouse in Lincoln that I thought was an awesome place, which I kind of went out on some faith here that it was going to be a great place and it has been fantastic for us. Um, and so my brother and I had been talking about doing something and, um, and I knew he needed to stay in school with Braylon, you know, and, uh, have an insurance for him and stuff. And so I said, uh, I'll go run the business. We'll do it together. And, um, and, and that's what, what we started. We started, um, uh, I, I resigned and my last day, of school, uh, we opened the store June the 2nd. Um, and it's been going nonstop ever since. Awesome. So, I mean, like, how did you have like a big? How many you got employees yet at this point, or is it just you and um and your family? It's it's basically our family. Our, our family. Yes. Okay. Um, we have a few people that help us. Um, but but basically we're we're buying we're buying truckloads of of merchandise all across the country. Um, our primary our primary um retail area is furniture uh we got couches there's probably 150 couch warehouse right now couches table uh sitting chairs just numerous amounts of just numerous amounts of of you know furniture in that aspect um we also you know are doing small appliances we do sporting goods we do baby goods we do clothing um there's just so many different things. We we sell grills. I mean, outdoor patio furniture. There's just there's really if you walked in there, you'd be like people could be amazed. I just left a lady today that's like, I did not know that you guys could have this much stuff in a warehouse, and and we honestly do. Like, well, it's from just, looking at the videos, man, you got crazy. that thing packed pretty pretty good. So we do, we do, and it's uh, business has been fantastic for us, and. And people have been very diligent in, in shopping with us, and and we we've been had great uh, word of mouth reviews, and and uh, our Facebook videos have, have been good for us and creating generating business, and we're just excited in Lincoln, and we we like the community, and you know that community. My mom and my dad have both been educated for thirty over thirty years, and you know that community and. And, you know, my brother still teaches in, in the East Lincoln community. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's fantastic for us. People enjoy shopping with us. If they, they feel like if they're going to 
shop. They're going to shop locally and they're going to shop with somebody that they know and trust. And, uh, they know that we're, we're good people. We're going to take care of them. And, and so, you know, it's, it's been real good for us. It's awesome. So, you know, being, being the businessman, I mean, is, is there any chance that when the kids, I guess when they, you know, graduate high school, leave the house and all that, that you're ever going to come back to football or is it going to be, or are you done for sure? Oh, I think, I think I'm coming back before that. Uh, I miss, I miss football and, and I don't necessarily have to be the head coach. I, I don't, I don't really care about that stuff. I, I'd rather somebody else deal with those headaches and I just get to go out there and coach, call plays and, you know, just, just have a good time doing that. Um, if a situation occurs, I mean, there was a lot of phone calls over the last of schools that are looking for coach for a coach wanting to know if I'd be interested and, and, and it flattered me, but I'm just not ready to do that yet. Um, I got a son that's a seventh grader. He's getting ready to be an eighth grader. And, and so I want to make sure that he's in a good place. And, and I also have another son coming up. It's going to be a sixth grader. Both of them play. They play numerous sports. Enjoying watching them. Um, but they, I think they both want me to go back. Um, and it, it's I'm sure hard. they want it's you been, to coach them. Wouldn't that be something to they, coach your sons? They they do, and and that yeah. that would be that for me. If a, if a situation arises where I can take them to a good school and um and and coach them, then we'll, we'll certainly do it. We'll certainly talk about it. My brother knows that that in a heartbeat, I can. Uh, we're not going to shut up the business whatsoever. Uh, but we we have some people in place that are helping us now that that could certainly that could certainly keep it alive while I go off and coach and then um you know it, it just I don't know Coleco I just live day to day like you know I'm sitting here telling you I'll, I'll never go back to coaching if if the right job calls me tomorrow and and I think this is an awesome opportunity for my family that everybody can enjoy it then I'll I'm gone I'm going to coach yep. you know. Um, but I'm not going to go into a situation where it puts stress on my business or it puts stress on my family. Um, I'm just not doing that. It's not worth it to me. Um, I love coaching, but I'm not putting my, or I'm not putting coaching in front of my whole family. Yeah, no, I understand. I get it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, I hope you have enjoyed uh, listen to Coach, listen to his story here. Uh, for those of you that uh, obviously know him, make sure you guys are going to check out on Facebook, uh, Beam Boys Bargains. He has some hilarious videos. Dude, my wife loves your, your videos, dude. <laughs> She's all the time just having the, oh, yeah. a kick out of watching you in some dress or something uh, crazy. <laughs> well, my, hey, Hey, we'll do it. Hey, listen, it's it's harmless fun, and we just have a good time, and it, it's fun, and we get to laugh. My brother just did another one today. It's it's pretty funny. Hey, I'm I'm I really think you should start your own podcast. I think that would be amazing for your audience, dude. I think you you and and just your your you have your dad on there, and just the, you you guys would crush it, man. If y'all had your own your um, own podcast, dude. you might want to think about that. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if people want to listen to us that long. Oh, they would too. I guarantee it, man. <laughs> I guarantee it. Um, well, so, coach, just uh, yeah. you know, as we're getting ready to wrap this up, um, 
don't you let everybody know okay. uh, where all they can find you at, you know, for yourself or your business. And then um, we'll get into our, our fire round final five minutes. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm always available. Um, I'll put my number out of here. My number is 980-253-6282. So call and football or, I mean, you know, I have people calling me all the time, weightlifting, you know, speed and agility. Um, I, I feel like I can help in that. Um, he most certainly can, guys. You know, our, our store, <laughs> our, our store is located, our store is located in Lincolnton, uh, at 820 East Main Street, not too far from the, if you know, anybody knows about Lincoln, it's not too far from the police station. Uh, it's a wholesale liquidation company. People come in there, buy the pallets. They, they hold, hold truckloads. They buy pieces. Uh, so, so it's, 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 you know, it's a try to be, we try to be universal for everybody to, to find stuff they need or, or won't. And, and so, uh, we're, we're excited about that. Um, and, um, I'm in Cherville, the, the little town of Cherville. Coach Beam, and they'll find me. Awesome. All right, guys. So we're going into our fire round here. I'm going to have fun with Coach for a minute, ask him some questions, and uh, we'll wrap this up. So, um, first question is What's your biggest pet peeve, Coach? Oh, I can't stand tardiness. Like, I can't stand being late to practice. Yeah, you know that. I know you chewed me out one time. For uh, that. I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't deal well with that. like, like I like people laugh at me because I don't know. I just I, I think that is just the biggest pet peeve in the world is is to be tardy and not being on time to get it started. Like when it's three o'clock practice or three ten, that's what time we're starting. So I think that's my biggest pet peeve. My second pet peeve is excuses. <clears throat> I think I think young kids are allowed to make excuses now blame other people i just can't stand that I, I need people to accept responsibility if you make a mistake own up to it fix it and let's move on awesome all right uh what what song or artist are you currently listening to if you listen to music i'm assuming you listen to something that you would be embarrassed for anyone um, to know about Kaliko, you know nothing embarrasses me like i don't care what you know i, I don't really uh I, I don't really have a, a problem telling anybody uh, but now in my in my player uh, on you through Bluetooth, I don't know. One minute I might be listening to we we attend Elevation Church, which is just our rock and and our and our foundation in our family, and we we love Elevation mm-hmm. Church. Um, so so I might be listening to Pastor Furtick speaking. I might be listening um, to Elevation Praise Team. I, I just I might have that. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I might be listening to. Uh, Eminem, Biggie, uh, Tupac, but I mean, so I'm going all over the place, but like, I'm not embarrassed about okay, that. Okay, cool. What's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? The dumbest thing I've ever spent money on. Uh, oh, God, I probably made, I, you know, I've been known to buy stuff all the time, but um, the dumbest thing I have spent money on, you got me on that one, like, I like to think I make smart decisions. I probably spent like I've 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 sent probably four to five K out on a baseball card or, or a basketball card before wow. I probably most people be like, What are what are wow. you doing? That's you know, crazy. I, I do that. I might do that often, but but like other people would really think that's stupid. I like to do it, it's my hobby, so whatever. Okay. What's your worst habit currently? 
uh, oh, you're gonna, I, I, I'm listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring some viewers to your podcast to laugh. I have this blanket that I have had probably for thirty or forty years. That if I don't have it to go to sleep, I cannot sleep. And I, and I have, I have been tangled in that blanket, and it's terrible. But yeah, I have. If I don't have this blanket, I, I just, I have some kind of type of problem. I, I go nuts, but. I guess it's a comfort blanket or something. Everybody's got their own little their material own little attachments skeletons in their closet. I guess that's mine. Material attachment. This coach's <laughs> worst had. Wow. That's right. All right. Next question. Yep. Now, what's the best gift you've ever received? You're not allowed to say your uh, any your children or your wife. It has to be what's just they're, they're off limits. But you got to say what's the best gift. Best gift you ever got outside of that. Best gift. Best gift. Guys, can y'all help me? What's the best gift I ever got? I was asking my kids. Remember, they, they, they usually know. Okay. They usually know more than I. Here, here's my here's my problem, Caligo, is is um if I want something, I go buy it. And so my <laughs> wife um um I I I would have to say <laughs> my my son said Daddy, you love Dick's gift cards. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm totally. I need to think about that one. I, I'm, I'm not being a. I'm not a caster. I, I don't know. That's all right, man. It is a tough question. It's meant to be tough. It's something you think about. So. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. last question here. If you were on your deathbed, okay, you're on your deathbed, and you had one last piece of advice to give to the world, what would it be? Kaliko, can you say that one more time? I had a phone call. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so if you were on your deathbed and you had one last piece of advice, one one last sentence, I guess, to give to the world, what would it be? Um, I would say there, there's a mantra that I've lived by for a long time. Uh, my father-in-law kind of started it, and I've kind of added on to it and talked about it. But it would be make the effort. Continue to make the effort your way to make the effort to be kind make the effort to to work hard whatever it is you can you can you can utilize making the effort in anything you do if it's make the effort to to patch a relationship that you you have people get so mad at each other and family members get mad at each other but if you kind of swallow your pride and go out of your way to make the effort to to mend things or or making the effort in a job or making the effort on a football field you know, I feel like that those are the three words that I probably live by. We have a foundation that's set up with that through Ashley's father, who was an NFL official who passed away. But uh, but I, I would have to say that I would look at somebody and say, just make the effort. Make the effort. Whatever it is, make the effort. Awesome stuff. All right. Any last – any shout-outs you want to give, Coach, as we wrap this up? You want to shout-out to anybody? No, I really, I really, I really appreciate it, Clico. I really do. You know, uh, I, I know that a lot of times people will, you know, they'll write stuff about me or talk about me or whatever. But, but I, I want to say to aspiring coaches, ne- never, never get too high, never get too low. There'll be, there'll be good times, there'll be bad times. Um, but it is all about the kids. And and if if you want to be a successful coach, just make it about the kids. I don't, I don't really care about parents. Like I'm not here for the parents to to satisfy them or or, or, you know, to work through them. I'm here for the kids. That's what – that is the number one thing because the kids are going to make you look good. 
if if you if you don't love on them and you don't reach out to them, the kids will make you look bad. Like, but but they're still kids, and I, I really feel like that that in everything I did, I I try to put the kids first uh, and and treat them first class, and that's why they enjoy playing for me. Oh, and you're molding lives, man. You're 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 molding long term futures, man. I think that's the. That's that's really the yep. the angle of coaching at the whole end of it, anyways. Is being that that influence, being that dad, you know. Yep. It's hard work. Well, that's but what it's I worth it. it pays off. It's hard. Man. It is worth it. It does. It does. So awesome. All right, guys. So. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the T Five Life. Here, uh, make sure you guys go check out uh, Matt Beam here. Check out his business, Beam Boys Bargains. If you're in the area, Lincolnton, Cherryville, anywhere in this, you know, near the Charlotte, North Carolina area, uh, he's got great deals. Check him out. Uh, and guys, we'll catch you next time. Take care.